views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Everybody, welcome. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show and welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. It is so cool to be connecting with you. And as always, I want to give a shout out to Chad for doing the great job that he does. And boy, I'll tell you, he doesn't miss a beat. And what we have here today is an incredible show. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the stage here for a minute since I mentioned Chad. I'm gonna set the stage for something here for this show. Yesterday, we had an incident on one of our other shows, other networks, not this one. And, uh, and what happened? Well, what happened was we had a situation that rarely happens in the talk radio uh, venue because you have so many checks and balances and cool people that know what they're doing. And, you know, Chad and I have been through, you know, microphones that didn't work, uh, drops, you name it. But the question is, what do you do and how do you handle it along the way? And yesterday we had a situation which was no fault of anyone except the level of anxiety that happened uh, and confusion around a show. And, 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 and here's, here's something I've learned. Anybody out there that does as much talk radio as we do with as many stations and if you have your own network like we do, you're going to run in to day-to-day hiccups. Now, for the average person, that may seem like an enormous uh, set of responsibilities and anxiety. As a matter of fact, I was talking to someone this morning about responsibility, someone that's buying a home who's never really owned a home before. And the question comes to mind, what what's the difference between people that can just go with the flow, can just do what they do and do it well, and, uh, and, and, and go on without a hiccup. But we are humans, and so sometimes there are things that happen in our lives which cause us to be anxious, cause us to be nervous, <clears throat> cause us to have uh, different phobias like when they tried to do an MRI of me and it was going to take an hour and they stuck me in that tube for an hour and the microphone didn't work and I couldn't get anybody's attention, that kind of anxiety. But what is it about our lives that could change for the better in a moment? And that's today what I'm going to talk with you about and my very special guest, Dr. Dennis Church, joining me here today, the author of Overcoming Anxiety. And this is the Compassionate Mind Guide to 
overcoming anxiety. And just a little information about Dennis. He is the Associate Director of the American Institute for Cognitive Therapy. He's a founder and director of the Center for Mindfulness and Compassion-Focused Cognitive Behavior, Behavioral and, and the Associate Director of the American Institute for Cognitive Therapy in Manhattan. Now, we're going to tell you what cognitive, the word cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy, all of that means. But he is also the co-author of Emotional Regulation, a practic- practitioner's guide uh, with Dr. Robert uh, Leahy. Now, here's the thing. Anxiety. Anywhere, everywhere, under your bed, in your closet, at the workplace, driving your car, everywhere. What the heck are we going to do about it? Uh, Dr. Dennis, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, gave you a little bit of a story of radio and the, the levels of anxiety we go through on a regular basis. But we, re- you know, those of us that have a different mindset about what we do, you know, we don't necessarily let it get to us. Yesterday we had a situation where something happened and it, it got so bad for the individual that was in charge that he didn't know what to do. And my heart goes out to people that are in that state. I want to thank you for joining us here today. Anxiety, our friend or foe. <laughs> well, thanks very much for having me, uh, Pat. This is um, a really great thing that you're doing with your program, and I love the way you're beginning to approach these questions because you're acknowledging that anxiety is a very common human experience. It's it's a natural part of being alive, and yet it's sometimes, uh, for many, many people, it can become a very real problem. Um, anxiety is basically linked to our evolved system for detecting threats, and that's one of the things that human beings are very, very good at. It's sort of like our one of our most important systems that we have is how to survive, how to notice what's dangerous in our environment. Uh, and when this system sort of gets a hold of our behavior and begins to dominate our experience, that's when things really begin to cause us problems. Well, uh, let me ask you something, and, and I want to start out with um, this conversation of uh, cognitive psychology and the Center for Mindfulness and, and you know, this body of work that you have dedicated your life uh, towards. Mm. To, and and, and I, I want to have a conversation to kind of set the groundwork. For many people that don't know what cognitive psychology is or cognitive therapy, um, let's give them a little snapshot of that. I know I'm asking you to take... <laughs> Many, many years of conversation on this topic, and and give it to us in a nutshell. Well, I'd I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, for you know centuries, one of the main ways that people dealt with problems, psychological problems, distress, was either turning to their loved ones or their families, and we'll talk more about that very soon, uh-huh. actually, uh, or talking to. Uh, priests, uh, elders, uh, you know, and, and such. Uh, so in the you know, 19th century, early 20th century, there was a shift, you know, enormous cultural shift uh, towards a sort of a more scientific understanding of the mind and of psychological problems, which led to the development of psychotherapy. As we all know, think about Freud and the couch and the sort of the unconscious and these theories of how to deal with deep psychoanalytic kind of issues. 
what emerged in, in the 20th century uh, was the application of research, the application of scientific research, research on learning theory uh, to human problems, to psychological suffering, to the suffering that we all face. And this resulted in a form of therapy, form of psychotherapy called cognitive behavioral therapy, which tested systematically what was going on when we faced depression or anxiety or stress, and then developed methods, psychotherapy methods and homework methods, self-help methods, to really effectively address psychological suffering. This as we'll talk uh, about a little further, in the last 20 years, the methods in cognitive behavior therapy have changed rather dramatically to go into some very interesting territories. But the main idea for CBT, as we call it, cognitive behavior therapy itself, is that we're applying scientific research to best understand how to help people to change their behaviors and thoughts and, and change their lives. Well, this is really kind of cool. I, I was so excited to be talking with you, Dr. Church, here, because for a lot of reasons. Um, there are many ways to talk about the mind. And, 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 and sometimes it, it's kind of scary. There are some scary things mm-hmm. that show up, right? I mean, when you mention therapy to most people, don't you, don't you feel them cringe a little bit? Well, you know, I think often people do. And one of the reasons for that uh, is that we want, on a certain level, we want to avoid things that are painful or scary to us. And this is something that's evolved as a naturally selected trait, and it's a very, very good idea for most things in the world. You know, if you're caveman number one and cave or cavewoman number one and number two, and you're out hunting and gathering, you know, if there's a potential danger, if there's a potentially dangerous area, you know, there might be predators there, it might be, you know, tigers or whatever, you know, you want to stay away from that because as the old saying goes, you can skip lunch many times, but you can only be lunch once. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So we've evolved to kind of get away from danger. The problem is when you apply that inside, right, like let me get away from this bad feeling, let me get away from this memory of a, of a breakup, let me get away from particularly my anxiety. Oh, I'm beginning to have a panic attack. I better stifle that panic attack. Let me check and see if my uh, breath is getting short. Ooh, let me not think about it. The more we try to avoid emotions, often the more they get ramped up, particularly anxiety. So this very sensible thing of let's avoid harmful stuff, when we apply that to the stuff in our minds, it actually makes things much worse. So that same impulse, when you hear about therapy or anxiety, to say, ooh, you know, don't, don't go there, that same impulse is part of the problem, actually. Well, there has been an enormous shift, uh, I think, on many, many levels in, in the field of psychology. I mean, even recently, I, I think, uh, you know, for so many people, uh, they are, are really uh, excited about the conversation of spirituality in the mm. psychological realm, right? Uh, and, and now your book uh, that's come out and your body of work, The Compassionate Mind, uh, is, it is a brilliant introduction for people to take a different perspective on their lives and how they might 
be their best friend. So let's tell our listeners a bit about what the compassionate mind is when we come back from break. You know, this is, um, for those of you just tuning in, uh, this is the Compassionate Mind Guide to Overcoming Anxiety. We're going to talk about what compassion-focused therapy is, uh, what disorders, conditions uh, this psychotherapy is used to treat, uh, and how mindfulness and compassion can improve what we do, how we show up emotionally in this world. We've got lots to talk about, including, for those of you out there, how does anxiety show up on the job? Let's take a short break, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back. Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today or online visit hayhouse.com. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation. Talk radio. It's one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on Transformation Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so thrilled to be here with Dr. Dennis Turch joining me here today, the author of The Compassionate Mind Guide to Overcoming Anxiety, Using Compassion-Focused Therapy to Calm Worry, Panic, and fear. And I was commenting, uh, Dr. Church, during the break, I was commenting about, boy, it would have been so great to have this body of work in front of me, you know, when I was uh, doing my research uh, on broken promises and so forth. Now let's kind of bring it fast forward to where we are today. Uh, higher levels of anxiety on an individual level probably than you've seen in a long time, especially since I've seen. Anxiety happening younger and younger in life. Fear, uncertainty, and all of that. And so here you come, uh, and, and those people that have looked at what it means to have you know, this compassionate mind to be able to focus on this. So I wanted to ask you for our listeners, please talk about what compassion-focused therapy is and what you've discovered it can really handle for people. Well, compassion-focused therapy is something that emerged from cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, as we were talking about evidence-based, sort of research-based psychotherapy methods, and also... uh, an integration of new ideas that have come from uh, research in developmental psychology, understanding how the brain uh, develops and matures throughout life, uh, understanding of evolution and evolutionary psychology and how uh, our behavior and brains have emerged from the flow of life, and also an integration of very ancient techniques from uh, Buddhist mind science and other sources uh, where for a very, very long time, people in the world's wisdom traditions have understood that cultivating compassion for others and compassion for the self uh, was very powerful for the alleviation of suffering. So CFT sort of integrates those different approaches. Let's talk about a comment I made about the level of anxiety and what really pointed you in this direction. Um, you know, for those of us that have gone the, uh, said yes to the world that we step in here, psychology, and we, we've kind of come along the way, and we've seen many, many things happen, changes, uh, you, you know, in the realm of psychology, but changes in individuals. What would you say about people in general? Where are we on the anxiety scale? I, I don't know if you've developed an anxiety meter, but that would be kind of interesting to look at as well. Well, what we know is that the lion's share of mental health uh, ex- uh, expenditure, uh, health care costs uh, in the world, tends to go to the treatment of anxiety disorders. We know that about 30% of Americans at some point in their lives will have a diagnosis of an anxiety disorder. And this is, these are just the people who come forward. Um, and we also know, and this is a bit of a scary statistic, uh, that the level of anxiety that adolescents and teens report now on measures of anxiety, psychological tests and such, uh, that adolescents and teens report the same level of anxiety that people who were hospitalized for psychiatric problems in the 1950s exhibited. And that doesn't mean we should put our teenagers into psychiatric hospitals. What it means is that the stress level and the level of anxiety that people are being exposed to right now 
is pretty high and really unprecedented uh, in the time that it's been measured. And it's a social problem, it's a health problem, and it's something that really, really does deserve our attention because it is something we can address more effectively. So given the nature uh, of this body of work um, for for people that are listening to the show and, and for your book, um, what excites you most about this approach to helping people? What ex- that's a great question. No one's ever asked that before. Um, what excites me most is that we're learning how to train and cultivate natural capacities that we have, natural parts of who we are, both in our minds and in our bodies. Because what we find is that compassion, which could be defined as a sensitivity to the presence of suffering in others and in ourselves, that this compassion that we have is actually related to our evolved capacity and our evolved uh, tendency to turn to others for support and love and care when we're in distress. We're born as human beings uh, very fragile. We, we're not born the way sort of a horse uh, is born where all of a sudden, you know, if you've ever seen a video when we were, you know, in high school or something, and you see a video or a film when I was a kid of a, of a horse being born very quickly. It's born and it's up and running doing horse stuff. Exactly. It, yeah, we're not born that way. If you're going to be an accountant, you're not born and you don't just start accounting. You know, it doesn't, not the way it works. Humans' evolutionary advantage is cooperation and language, our ability to relate to one another and to care for one another and to have this really sophisticated way of understanding the world, looking out into the future, thinking back upon the past. And as a result, it takes a long time for our brains to develop. It takes a long time for us to mature. And we really need one another. And so what we find is that from the day we're born and throughout our lives, the development of our brains and our mental health and our sense of well-being is hugely influenced by the presence of warm, supportive, stable relationships. And what we find in compassion-focused therapy is that no matter what the sort of past history you may have had, no matter what your level of anxiety is, you can begin to train your mind to direct that loving kindness, supportiveness, and inner wisdom and resilience towards yourself so you can actually direct this compassion inward and cultivate a much greater ability to face challenges in life. Uh, you know, kind of like stepping back a, a little bit, which is, and thank you so much for, um, that is great news. Bottom line, it's great news. You know, because I think that we're all evolving and our life situations have become uh, pretty complex, I'd say, uh, for a, mm. a lot of us. And, you know, to, to really hear a conversation about compassion-focused therapy in, in the same sentence as psychology is pretty darn exciting. Um, not that we haven't always had that, uh, but, you, you know, you would have to think if you go back, uh, I don't know how many years, but before, in the 60s or, you know, when this conversation of con- cognitive therapy per- first came up, what do you think they would say about... Uh, the term mindfulness. Well, first of all, the first thing they'd say is what? 
You know, yeah. well, well, what do you mean? You know, this is the, the the concept of mindfulness. It is sort of non-judgmental, accepting, kind, present moment, focused awareness was not really explicitly part of the discussion. Um, and you know, we we were pretty in love with computers at that point in time. You know, we just developed computers in the sixties right. and seventies, so we began to think, oh, human humans work like computers. So let's. Uh, let's uh, sort out how we make our programming as rational and logical as possible. We'll debug that programming, and then humans will run better. And, you know, it's a reasonable idea. And, and actually, there's a lot of wonderfully effective therapies that emerge from that idea. But like you said, we're always evolving. So we're beginning to understand how to cultivate this deeply human, deeply loving, deeply supportive aspects of who we are. And what's very interesting is... When we cultivate that compassion, that gives us courage, that provides us a stable base to face things that we might not otherwise wish to face. Well, you know, this is really exciting in a lot of ways because, you know, it opens up a, a door to get into a place where we can now carve, craft, shape, shift our lives. And I want to talk about this when we come back. You know, what is it about compassionate focus therapy mindfulness that empowers an individual, that helps them step forward in their lives to, like many of these books out there, The Law of Attraction, to truly understand how to attract without how to attach. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more with Dr. Dennis Turch. Book is fabulous. The Compassionate Mind Guide to Overcoming Anxiety. When we come back, we'll give you the website and really talk about what it is that it takes to attract what you want in life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Change your coffee experience forever with Kameno Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kameno Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. 
Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to the Elizabeth Anglin Show, your psychic connection to your soul's path. Elizabeth takes you to the Universal Etheric Space Library where soul records and life lesson plans are stored. This live call-in show will help you decide what your life plan is through the help of your guides and guardian angels. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 1-888-640-4893 to schedule your reading with psychic medium, animal communicator, Elizabeth Anglin. The hit radio show Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina is energizing people everywhere to rise to the occasion of their lives. Do you feel overwhelmed by all the information out there that's designed to improve your life? Do you feel that you're destined to become more? Are you sometimes afraid to fully express who you are? Let Authenticity Rising with Christine and Sabrina help you to step into true empowerment, leading you to greater joy, ease, and abundance. Co-hosts Christine Upchurch and Sabrina Fritz in invite you to join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio and rise to the occasion of your life. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be chatting with you today. Uh, for more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. For more information about my guest and uh, to get a copy of um, of his book, you can go to mindfulcompassion.com. That's mindfulcompassion.com. And uh, what you're going to find is... Um, just, did I give out the right uh, URL for that, uh, Dr. Tersh? Yes, yes. Perfect. And then you'll be able to get yourself a copy of the book, uh, be able to ta- find out more about the approach, about what they do, and about how they are changing the lives of so many people. Before the break, um, Dr. Tersh, one of the things I mentioned was, you know, this idea of mindfulness, uh, how it is more than just a theory, but how it relates to um, individuals becoming empowered. And what I mean by that, and I hope you can talk to this uh, better than I'm talking about it, but how people kind of can get back what they believe is the control of their destiny, so to speak. Do you, do, am I making sense mm-hmm. to you here? Absolutely. And I'd love for you to talk to that because, you know, the, the, the book that you've written, the work that you do really goes beyond you know, those 10 sessions of psychotherapy that we might have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This, this is a really important point. You know, there's uh, so many developments in our understanding of how to pursue psychological well-being and richer lives, and they don't need to be limited to just what can happen in, in, in a, for a very few people in psychotherapy offices. 
to kind of just map out some of the some of the processes that we're talking about here in in a really straightforward way. Um, let's think about how, under conditions of threat or distress, our attention naturally narrows. And the range of behaviors we have narrows too. So like I'm having this wonderful discussion with you and I'm in my office and I can see outside, I can see Manhattan and see the light on the buildings. And I have a range of different things I could do available to me in this discussion. Um, if someone were here, uh, you know, uh, and they put a gun to my head, God forbid, um, my attention would be much less on you and the conversation and the buildings and compassion and it would be on the gun that was on my head. And my range of available behaviors would be, how am I going to deal with this threat? And again, we don't just respond with that narrowing attention and that narrowing uh, range of behaviors when there's a real threat. We often treat imaginary things in the world as though they were real. Our bodies and our, our minds respond to the stuff that goes through our minds as if it was real. Yeah. And we get stuck in loops. Yeah. This, so, so what we get is a situation where if, if we can work with our threat system, if we can work with our arousal system, if we can break our patterns of stereotypical patterns of behavior through training our awareness to take a big step back and observe what's happening moment by moment, and if we can cultivate our compassion system so that we can come into a place of kindness and courage, this means that we have a whole new range of available behaviors. We can make new choices about how we're going to live our lives, and that, you know, that goes way beyond just therapy. Okay, and this is really what's exciting about this, you know, because I think that uh, for many of us that have moved to the conversation of using mindfulness as a way we talk to people, I think what's really kind of cool about it is the fact that we now have uh, people uh, out there, millions of people, as, as you well know, looking at this and saying, oh, I get that. You say mindfulness to someone, and even if they don't know what it means or self-compassion to someone, most people are in the groove of it. They have a sense of it. They have a reaction to it. What have you found in, in the work that you you do have been the essence of this new compassionate mind training? Well, this is uh, this is a really exciting point. It's a very very important one. You know, years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, if I brought up the idea, a word that we're not even using in this whole conversation of the idea <laughs> of meditation, right? Right. Or the idea <laughs> of uh, you know. Um, uh, sort of compassion and training the mind in loving kindness, these ideas would have taken a little explanation. They would have seen as, been seen as culturally alien or strange. However, at this point, right now, there is an explosion in the research uh, of how the brain responds to training in mindful awareness and self-compassion, how the body responds, how the immune system responds, and how, our, uh, how much we can uh, reduce anxiety, depression, and other problems um, through these methods. So we have, a, we have a huge body of evidence now that, that supports the effectiveness of these uh, kind of not-so-new, but new innovations in, in, in uh, health care right now. Well, and, you know, let's talk about this in terms of health care. I mean, let's kind of bridge the gap here for a minute because sure. I know I've had to do that for myself. Uh, 
our mind is a wonderful thing. Uh, and some days it gets so wonderful, it paints a picture of gloom and doom, especially if we're watching television commercials, information about illness, the stock market, the economy, the unemployment rate. You know, so we are bombarded by these messages, right? And so, you know, is this now our number one enemy? And what I mean by that is, you know, for most people, you know, we're not in World War II. You know, we're not necessarily um, fearful of uh, major earthquakes or disasters as some parts of the country are experiencing. But yet, we have this level of fear that has affected generations since 9-11. And so I guess the question that I, I'm really asking is, you know, these are bombarding effects, images, uh, schema that we take in. How do we counter them? Well, there's a, there's a few ways, and um, I kind of want to tie what you were saying into this this idea, this sort of meme that showed up around. Um, this, there's a, a book that was released a little while ago called Why Zebras Don't Have Ulcers. And we've kind of borrowed in CFT that example. So let's imagine I'm a zebra and I'm, I'm over by the watering hole and, you know, I've, I've been split off from the herd and, you know, let's say a lion, maybe a particularly lazy lion, runs after me and, and I just barely get away and that lion is just rather bask in the sun. So he goes back to his basking and, and I, and I just, scurry my zebra self out of there, right? So within 10 minutes or so or less, that anxious arousal that got me to run away from the lion would tamp down if I were a zebra. I'd just slow down, no big deal. Um, humans have this capacity to think and reason and project into the future and into the past. And like you were pointing out, when we experience mental events, we often they exert this influence on our bodies and on our behaviors. So if I were a human brain in that zebra body, uh, you know, I might be up all night wondering, oh, am I, am I a good enough zebra? It wasn't my fault that I, you know, uh, was almost attacked by this lion. Uh, what's going to happen tomorrow? And people get caught in loops. We get caught in these loops where mental events keep us anxious and keep us stuck uh, in our anxiety. So mindfulness first of all, allows us to pause and come into the present moment, experience our thoughts as thoughts, our emotions as emotions, as, as what they really are, not as what they say they are. And this is a big advantage. It lays the groundwork. It lays the awareness groundwork for us to do something else, which is to use our minds to evoke compassion and courage because similarly if I have this image of danger I might you know begin to my stress response might be to kick up if I have an image uh, of a loving supportive presence if I use my capacity for imagery to activate and stimulate the body uh, I actually stimulate the systems the biological systems that are involved in secure attachment in warmth and in courage and that allows new possibilities. So that's kind of how they fit together. Well, this is like, let's talk about the world of new possibilities, because this really ties to a lot of information out there um, about the law of attraction. I mean, this is kind of fun, 
in a way. You know, for those of us that have looked at mindfulness and that have looked at, you know, cognitive psychology, uh, it's fascinating, isn't it, Dr. Tersh, to find, you know, in our human potential movement, we have a book or and a movie that comes out called The Secret. And whether you like the book or not, or whether it works or not, everybody has an opinion about it. Out comes this conversation about the law of attraction. And the law of attraction, and the way it was originally presented, was focused on, uh, I guess, a form of mindfulness. If mindfulness includes paying attention to what you put your thoughts on, right? Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? I mean, do you see that body uh, of work coming from the human potential movement uh, as a rise to awareness in, in what we're talking about here today? Or was some of that misleading? Well, I, there's a couple of things to think about okay. uh, there. You know, the human potential movement and it was one of the first uh, integrations of Western thought and uh, the, the body of the thought that's present in the Eastern wisdom traditions. And many of the things that emerged from the human potential movement found their way into behavior therapies, things like some, another variation on therapy uh, that I'm involved with called acceptance and commitment therapy. Awesome. A lot of these ideas are really, really valuable ideas. However, um, given my uh, role as a behavioral scientist and psychotherapist, I, I tend to, I've made a choice, which is a deliberate choice, to kind of work within the research-based uh, community, you know, right. kind of like let's apply these principles to scientific analysis and kind of stay within that framework. So right. maybe in my own personal life, my own spiritual beliefs, my own concept of how the world organizes itself, there might be ideas that I wouldn't always uh, put forward as scientific hypotheses, probably like most people. Um, so the law of attraction kind of has one foot in both of those worlds for me. Like in some, there's some wonderful suggestions about how to focus uh, your mind and your brain in a direction that will be health promoting and lead you towards what matters in life. And then there are certain assumptions that are really difficult to bring into the, the behavioral science realm. So for myself, I kind of leave those aside, you know, so, and we kind of like have an evolution just as we evolve from, you know, the study of meditation, the study of mindfulness, to the study of compassion and flexibility. You know, as things evolve, they become testable and we see what we can integrate. All right. I love this because up until a point, I was in my own life, you know, not really interested in science, in measurement, in studies. When we come back, I want to talk about, you know, this amazing, amazing breakthrough for those of you out there, the Compassionate Mind Guide to Overcoming Anxiety, and, and talk more about how this science truly can shape and change your life. Because Compassionate Mind, according to Dr. Tersh, may lead to and does lead to compassionate behavior. This is a book that ties it together, and when we come back, we'll talk about what that means. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. (music) 
Tune in each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Wednesday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern Time, and express and experience the infinite possibilities waiting in each and every moment as you listen to From the Heart with Elizabeth Cookson. Get ready for a packed hour of laughter, tears, and a soul full of emotions as Elizabeth raises your vibration and shifts your spirit. For more information about Elizabeth and to schedule a session, visit ElizabethCookson.com. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenn Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Gratitude asks Sacred Space, tell me, who are you? I would like to meet you and get to know you better. Gratitude responds, I am that which embraces each atom of your universe. I am that which makes your environment vibrate with very high frequency. I am that which attracts towards you all the hearts that you shelter. Wouldn't it be wonderful to allow yourself to bathe in the energy of your own sacred space every single day? Learn how to create your inner sacred space using our Essence of Gratitude Trio, which includes the Gratitude in Action, Actions of Gratitude book, our Essence of Gratitude journal, and our Bungie bookmark, all which emanate powerful vibrations that transform your life in health, creativity, wealth, and enriched relationships. Visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. As I said before, for more information about us, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. For more information about my very special guest and author of The Compassionate Mind Guide to Overcoming Anxiety, Dr. Dennis Church, go to the website mindfulcompassion.com. What you're going to find is you're going to find information about workshops, the book, blogs, mindful compassion, and much more. Lots of information here. The book in itself is filled with exercises and ways for you to approach your life in a very fun and powerful way. Um, and I was talking with uh, Dr. Tersh uh, during the break about one of the exercises in the book that is uh, actually brilliant, but there are many like this. Dr. Tersh, thank you so much for joining uh, us here today. Um, I want to thank you for creating a loop between the mind and our actions. 
and the mind and emotions and behavior. Um, in many of the models in psychology, at least, you know, that I was exposed to, there's this rough area, this gray area that doesn't always allow us to look at the relationship or at, le- at least the causal relationship between mind, emotions, body, and behavior. And what you've done is captured this brilliantly in something you call compassionate behavior. I would love for you to share the importance of this. Well, thanks very much. Uh, I, you know, I want to acknowledge someone I should have mentioned earlier is the, the founder of Compassion Focused Therapy, a very dear friend of mine, Dr. Paul Gilbert, who wrote the foreword for this book and also wrote a book called The Compassionate Mind. He's in England. And he developed Compassion Focused Therapy working with shame-based patients doing behavior therapy for a very long time. And he began to recognize a connection between shame and anxiety as it presents in the body, depression, and difficulty with people really taking charge of their behavior. So one of the things that Paul says and that we say in Compassion Focused Therapy is that compassion begins with a reality check. And that reality check is recognizing that we didn't choose the circumstances of our birth. We didn't choose our genetic history. We didn't choose to be born with this very tricky human brain that has these old sort of animal kind of impulses and behavior sets and then this complex human brain kind of on top of that. We didn't choose our parents. We didn't choose our painful experiences or our learning histories. So, so we begin where we are, you know, just like Pema Chodron says, you know, start where you are. We begin here, recognizing that we didn't choose to be right where we are here, and we can really recognize that most of the circumstances of our life, including our anxiety, is not our fault. It's just not our fault. However, we can choose new directions for our behavior. We can use our skills in mindfulness and the warmth and helpfulness of self-compassion to set valued aims for our lives to determine what we want to be about what we want to stand for what do we want to do with the very few uh, days and minutes we have on this planet and we can sort of elaborate these aims we can envision these aims and live our lives deliberately and with mindfulness and with care so that we're serving those aims so that your whole life becomes an expression of compassion for self and often compassion for others because you're moving in a direction that feels really important to you and you're kind of taking your life back from the dominance of the anxiety system through the activation of self-compassion and present moment focused awareness. And this really leads then to uh, just going to bring it around full circle in my comment about, you know, human potential movement, the law of attraction, and so forth. Uh, The law of attraction came under enormous scrutiny when many people attempted to visualize things, build their vision boards, and lo and behold, nothing happened. Now, clearly, I've done this and had completely different results. But there's a piece in your work that really addresses this. You know, if we are putting something together, correct, and we begin to get angry about the end result that doesn't happen, doesn't that cause a ripple in the matrix, so to speak? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Well, one of the things that is involved in self-compassion and uh, is, is compassion for the whole being, to 
to recognize that, yes, I have an anxious self, and when that anxious self is there, I'm going to have different thoughts, different emotions, different hormones and neurotransmitters are going to be involved. When my angry, rageful self is going to be there, I'm going to have similarly different systems operating, different ideas, different uh, visions going through my mind. So if we have compassion for all of those parts of ourselves and we can examine them from this sort of compassionate, mindful distance, we can observe the different parts of ourselves and how they want to seize charge of our behavior, but not necessarily let them run the show. We can return to our wise mind big mind, compassionate mind, and allow that to be the compass that directs our behavior, uh, even when we have difficult emotions, not suppressing them, making space for them with self-kindness, and reclaiming the direction of our lives. I love it. I want to thank you so much for joining me here today, Dr. Turch. And one last question as we, we roll on, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? My personal message for anyone listening would be to take some time whenever they can to slow down and direct care, warmth, and kindness inward, recognizing that suffering is universal and to wish peace and well-being for themselves whenever they can. I love it. And you know what? Let's rock on. Rock on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for tuning us in, turning us on. You know, for those of you that are out there and you're thinking, okay, I'm not sure that I'm able to do the kinds of things that I've heard that other people do, having that place of mindfulness, this book will help you step by step. Uh, Thanks to Dr. Tersh and many others. Uh, Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We will see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Connect with your personal guardian angels, guides, and departed loved ones at Angels and the Afterlife, an enlightening day of answers with Doreen Virtue and John Holland on September 22nd in Seattle, Washington. Audience readings will be given throughout the day, so reserve your seat today by calling 800-654-5126. Discover how guardian angels support, heal, and guide to enact positive life changes. Tune in and increase your innate intuitive abilities to receive signs and signals from the other side. Seats are limited for the Angels and the Afterlife event, so call 800-654-5126 to reserve your seat today or online visit hayhouse.com. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello, everyone. I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned 
about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing individuals' setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio showcases a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, education, and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Our hosts bring together some of the planet's most preeminent and visionary changemakers, best-selling authors, motivational speakers, leading-edge scientists and futurists, environmentalists and educators, world-renowned spiritual leaders, inventors, filmmakers, artists, mystics, and healers that are stimulating and supporting individual and collective growth. Get ready to create positive cultural shifts on Transformation Talk Radio. Join us in making a meaningful difference in the world. TransformationTalkRadio.com That's TransformationTalkRadio.com You're tuned in to Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Uh, believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 